You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Bad Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. This is your host, Danny. Hey, we got a full show for you today. Uh, the NBA, boy, it is fantastic. Boston Celtics, Danny, came back from down 0-3. How is it at 3-3 to force game seven? They have game seven in their building. And what happens? They get demolished at home. 103-84 Miami Heat prevails to advance to the NBA Finals, which begins on Thursday, June 1st. Danny, I did not see this coming. Did not see this coming. I actually picked, after game six, I actually picked Boston to win in a route. I thought this was going to be a blowout the opposite way. I did not think that the Miami Heat would come back from uh, – a devastating win at the last second, literally the last second uh, in the hands of the Boston Celtics. But nonetheless, man, the Miami Heat proves me wrong yet again. They go ahead and go into Boston, and all I kept saying in game seven, Danny, was, Caleb Martin, go ahead and get your money, young man. Get your money, young man. Caleb Martin, 26 points, 10 rebounds. And I'm talking about he was just falling mm-hmm. all over the court. Now, some probably would say that it was because Boston was focusing in on Jimmy Butler that allowed Caleb Martin to roam free, get an open shots. No, I have to say it was more along the lines of Caleb Martin working throughout the series, Danny. In game seven, I saw Caleb Martin dribble to his spot or take wide open shots or take contested shots or fake and fake a shot and drive it into the cup. He reminded me of, I can't remember this young man's name, uh, but uh, oh, Trevor Ariza. That's who he kind of reminds me of a little bit. Lanky, mm-hmm. wiry, can drive to the cup or can shoot, be a good sidekick, if you will. Uh, but nonetheless, I think he made himself a lot of money uh, this series. And the big, there's a lot of questions in as a result of this series, Danny. I mean, I'm just going to rattle some off. Where does Boston go from here? Do they sign Jalen Brown to this max deal that he's now eligible for and then ultimately trade him later down the road uh, right before the new CBA kicks in? What does this do to uh, Jason Tatum's legacy? What does this do to the Boston Celtics? Do you break it up? Is Jimmy Butler a Hall of Famer? So many questions to ask as a result of this particular series. But Danny, what say you first about this Boston Celtics Miami Heat series? 
Jason, we rewind back to Saturday night where Miami and Boston were battling back and forth and Boston ended up stealing that game right at the end. And to your point, when something like that happens, usually in sports, the momentum carries over to the next game, especially in a game seven. Boston had all the momentum. But if you watch those three games, they did win. They were still inconsistent during those games. And what happened last night did not necessarily surprise me because this is how they've been playing all playoffs, where they show those flashes of greatness, and then they just look mediocre to bad, like last night. And... I just don't get it, man. I don't know what they can necessarily do because they have a lot of their players signed. Jalen Brown is the one right now they would look to extend, but most of their starters and top bench players have multi-year deals right now. So they would have to swing some major deals to shake this up if that's what their plan is. Or Joe Mazzula would be let go, but I'm not sure if they're going to do that either. I just... They were just so inconsistent in the playoffs, man. And mm-hmm. congratulations to the Miami Heat for knocking them off. Caleb Martin, Jason, if you remember, he was a key part of that eliminating the Bucks because he hit those big threes in some of those games where he wasn't necessarily known for his three-point shooting, but it's all of a sudden come alive. And he's making plays. What it what I'm curious about is now they're going to play Denver. What do they do with Tyler Hero? Mm-hmm. Because Tyler Hero is a key piece to what they do, but the way they're rolling, how do you you don't want to mess up the chemistry? Duncan Robinson start, he's getting going again. Mm-hmm. He kind of went down a little bit, now he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh so there are some interesting dynamics as well as you go into the NBA finals with the Miami Heat. But all in all, man, it was a great series just from a dramatics perspective. And for Boston to come back from 03 to uh, take it to a game seven, but then fall flat, it was just disappointing. And yeah, it opens <laughs> a number of questions that will need to be answered in the offseason on how they proceed. Brad Stevens and the crew have a lot of work on their hands here because this team, <clears throat> they made it to the conference finals again. So they've been here multiple times. But this year you fall short where you had the the path blazed for you. So I look at it like congratulations to Miami, Jimmy Butler and the team for persevering, not falling apart in game seven, keeping it together and ultimately going to the NBA finals again. Let me ask you this, Danny, kind of going back to some of the questions here. So what happens now with the Boston Celtics? They're they're in a pickle because Mm -hmm. if you don't sign Jalen Brown, it's, it's tough, man, because his performance doesn't warrant that contract right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's recency bias, right? Jalen mm-hmm. Brown's a great player, all NBA. It's hard to <laughs> justify. I want him to get paid. He deserves to get paid because he's 
worked his tail off, but that is key. Or do they sign and trade him? Mm-hmm. Because I, there's a team in Houston, I'm sure that would take him because they have the, the cap space to take him on. Yeah. But the problem is, what are they returning back to Boston to make Boston better? If Boston can't improve and it's just a salary dump, then it makes no sense. You might as well ride ride with them because they're still really young, too. That's the other thing. It's not like they're in their mid-30s, not like Golden State. <laughs> so they still have a lot of life left in those legs. From a management coaching perspective, that's where I think they may need a change. To And that's where their co- current coach, Joe Mazzula, he was put in a bad spot because he came in with the Emi Udoka saga. So if Udoka was still here, I think it's a different story and they actually play a little more consistent. But I just think so many dynamics are going on behind the scenes that just that's the way they're playing is how the things are going behind the scenes. And I think they need a coaching change more than letting Jalen Brown go. I think Boston has a lot of decisions to make. Do you keep Grant Williams? Um, is he one um, to, you know, continue forward with? Al Horford, I mean, he's getting up there, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many more seasons he really has, but contractually he is uh, slated actually to only, this year he made $26.5 million. Next year it's only $10 million. Yep. The year after, $9.5 million. So he's signed up through the 24-25 season, but it seems like he's thinking it's going to be more so a decreased role. Robert Williams, he signed through actually 25-26 season. Mm-hmm. And Grant Williams, he has a team option this year. So there's some decisions to be made here, man, uh, by Boston. I think we're going to see a brand new team. Um, Coaching-wise, I don't think they're going to go for another coach. I think they're going to keep their money, um, quite frankly. I don't know what other coaches are out there besides Doc. So does Doc make a return back to Boston? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Well, that's like you said, that's the only person that would possibly be the replacement. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they missed their, the Nick Nurse hiring. Yeah. Hiring. So a lot of questions left, but let me ask you this, Danny. Is Jimmy Butler a Hall of Famer? No, there's been some reports and some opinions out there uh, on whether or not Jimmy is a Hall of Famer. He is an Olympian gold medal, won the gold medal in Rio with the USA basketball team. Um, he's had some great playoff runs this season, uh, being no exception. Mm-hmm. But is he a Hall of Famer? I mean, my opinion on that, Danny. Yeah, go ahead. See, this is what makes the NBA, excuse me, the Basketball Hall of Fame different. And this is why there needs to be an NBA Hall of Fame. So there needs to be an NBA Hall of Fame and a Basketball Hall of Fame because the Basketball Hall of Fame, you could put Olympiads Olympiads and and everything in the Basketball Hall of Fame. In the NBA Hall of Fame, that's only for the very great. If if they don't have a championship, they have to have some other accolades, not necessarily a gold medal, Dream Team being probably the, the exception to that, quite frankly. 
if you put Jimmy Butler in the Hall of Fame, it could be the Hall of Good. But I can't see, I can't put him in the NBA Hall of Fame. He's had some great moments in the playoffs. But I mean, he's bounced around from team to team, found the team, obviously down in Miami, found the culture. He has fit into the culture very well and in some instances been a great leader in that culture. I don't know if I can put him in the Hall of Fame, though. What say you, Danny? If he gets a championship, that will solidify him to making the Hall of Fame, especially with this Miami Heat team, because I think they're under man mm-hmm. due to injury and everything else. I think he's just not there yet. Um, he He definitely has his flashes and everything, but I think he needs a, a bigger body of work to Ooh. solidify that. And I think, too, you know, he does this in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but his regular season, if you look that. at the regular season for mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler, that's not – he doesn't He doesn't care. He don't care about the regular season. <laughs> so, but that's a part of being in the Hall of Fame. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. it's the whole body of work and – I said, though, if he gets a championship, especially if they beat Denver, that strengthens his resume big time. Mm -hmm. Because getting there is one thing, but actually winning it and leading a team and winning it like he's doing right now, at least he could be part of the conversation. But right now, I still think he needs to build that resume to get him up to that status. So, Danny, what's your prediction in the NBA Finals? Denver... We'll take this series. And why I say that is, like, I'm looking at Boston and Milwaukee, the teams Miami has beaten, mm-hmm. New York. Denver's a different beast mm-hmm. where they have a lot of height, athletic height that Miami doesn't have. And if they take advantage of that, I know Jokic will. See, this is back when Milwaukee with Brooke Lopez, they have everyone's out there shooting threes. Jokic is going to go down low. Yep. Yep. And he, he can facilitate or orchestrate from the post. I think it's their height. And they have people they can throw at Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Like multiple guys like KCP. Not to say they can necessarily stop him, but they can get in his way. KCP, Bruce Brown. And they have Jamal Murray. So it depends, too, who Jimmy Butler is actually guarding on the other side. Because that could wear him down. I'm assuming it's Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. So if Jamal Murray is the one they're focusing on, then Bam's on Jokic, but then you have Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon. If they got to play, if they play like they should, I think Denver gets the series because they just have so much depth as far as just talent-wise, like one through seven versus Miami. The only thing is (laughs) Miami has that heart where if they get if they get Denver on their heels, they they can actually take Denver. Just from the standpoint of their mentality, but I look at Mike, the coach from Denver, Mike Malone, and he's a good coach. So that's another key factor. Of this where he can coach with Spo, and it's not a, a mismatch, so to speak, where he they can make adjustments. But I think Jokic is the wild card here, man, and. If he's playing well and one other guy gets off outside of Jamal Murray, they should be able to take the series. 
Danny, I'm, I'm going Denver. Um, and before game seven between Miami and Boston, I actually said if Miami advances, it would be Denver in five games. Mm -hmm. I might elevate this to maybe six games, uh, just on account that I think uh, Miami will, will win game one, just on account that Denver has been sitting around waiting, if you will. Um, so their rhythm may be off here. And then after that, I think Miami can maybe squeak another game out. I'm not totally for certain there. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I, I would say Denver in five, maybe six. But I'm leaning towards Denver in five. I just think Denver has too much height. Mm -hmm. They have coaching that could that is comparable to that of Miami even though I believe Coach Foe is still a better coach mm -hmm. than Mike Malone. I think he's going to run out of pieces um, that he can actually utilize against Denver. Tyler Hero may come back. I think there's reported that he may be back game three. You better hope that's not too low at that point in time, quite frankly, because I think if Tyler Hero come, comes back in game three, that's going to, yes, it'll be in Miami. Um, but I think that could reshuffle things here, um, if, if you will. Um, so it's going to be interesting. I really want to see how Caleb Martin does against now a, a defense, a team that can really focus in on him. And they have had time to focus in on him. Um, so that part is going to be really interesting. So we'll see. Um, but I'm saying Denver in five, maybe six. And Jason, one other thing to add to that, that may be an advantage for Miami is they've actually played in the championship in the finals. So they know what that feels like. This team was just there a couple of years ago, pretty much the same team. So the moment will not be too big for Miami. And if it gets too big for Denver, that's where Miami could take advantage of them since this is their first time ever in franchise history uh, getting here. So just one other thing to keep an eye on. And Danny, now on to some coaching news. Um, our Milwaukee Bucks has selected their coach, uh, Adrian Griffin, who is a top assistant with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, he actually beats out uh, Nick Nurse, and Kenny Atkinson seems like, uh, or there are reports that um, Nick Nurse uh, decided against uh, going with the Bucks, basically probably offering, uh, ensuring that his assistant has his first coaching opportunity. Um, there are also reports that Giannis and Chris Milton uh, had dinner with the candidates uh, remaining, and apparently there was a rapport between Giannis and uh, Adrian Griffin. There's a little something here about Adrian Griffin, and it seems like he has paid his dues, but he was an assistant for the Raptors for about five years. Uh, he also served as an assistant for our Milwaukee Bucks, Chicago Bulls, Orlando Magic, and Oklahoma City Thunder um, during the early stages of his career. Um, and he's also played nine seasons in the league, so he knows uh, the league. Interesting hire. I was uh, thinking it would be Kenny Atkinson. 
um, because I know Giannis has indicated before how he would have loved to maybe play with the Warriors. And I thought maybe to get some kind of Warriors assistant that would help uh, solidify Giannis and staying. But uh, we have um, our coach, Danny, what say you? Jason, this one surprised me when I saw it come through <laughs> on the feed. I look at it like this. Milwaukee now can just go. So if, if stuff goes wrong, either chemistry, they start off slow, whatever the case may be, this is all Giannis. So the Bucks have a uh, golden ticket here, so to speak, where it's like, all right, we're 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 giving in to Giannis, and hey, don't blame us for this if it goes wrong. I look at it as I'm curious to see what kind of offense he's going to run. Yeah, exactly, because that's been obviously something that we've talked about multiple times with this this team and how he uses Giannis uh, and what the plan is there. The other thing is. I, I'm assuming Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez are coming back based mm -hmm. because if Chris Middleton was in uh, at the dinner, you know, whining and dining, mm -hmm. that must mean there's some guarantees that he's coming back. Yep. So that's interesting. Uh, and I look at it as it's a fresh start. Uh, he gets his first opportunity. So I hope all goes well, obviously, but the Bucks are playing. They played this the way I think they should have. And if things go wrong, Giannis has to be accountable for this because this is his guy and there are no more excuses as far as if execution is not right or whatever the case may be. They got to work it out. Um, so that's where when the players get involved, like when LeBron does this, and the Bucks, you know, did right by Giannis. Say, hey, man, we want you a part of this. Mm -hmm. And this is your guy. So we're going with who you thought was best, uh, the best fit. So I wish them all the best. And I'm, like I said, I just want to see their offensive scheme and how what they do now. And then making sure, see what they do with Middleton, what kind of deal they give him and what they do mm -hmm. with Brooke Lopez. Because they didn't say anything about Brooke, but I'm assuming he's a part of this. Yeah, I, I agree there. This invite by uh, John Horst, the GM of uh, Giannis and Chris, uh, to me is an indication that Chris is coming back. Mm -hmm. um, they worked out some agreements behind the scenes here. Um, I too am, I'll be curious to know about the offense. Will the ball be in Giannis' hands as much? I'm hoping not. Hoping that he finishes off the plays as opposed to starting off the plays. Does that take away from a, an advantage here? I don't think so. Not unless you put Giannis in the right spots. And then you're going to have to coach Giannis hard to be more dependent upon maybe a mid-range jumper comes into play here more, more often uh, in dog. So we'll see how this goes. But I'm also interested in the defense. One of the downfalls that we've had against Boston, against Miami, was a three-point defense. Now, granted, our three-point defense did improve this year, but it proved to be our downfall, um, not only in this playoffs, but this against um, the high 
teams, that being the Sixers, that being Boston Celtics, uh, et cetera, this goes on. Um, and so I'm curious about the three-point defense um, that we'll have here. Um, so, you know, we'll see how this turns out. I'm glad that he's getting an opportunity because he did uh, play, pay his dues mm-hmm. yeah, and dogs to become a head coach. And so I'm uh, excited to see what uh, comes up here. Um, the other thing that I'm excited to see is how is he going to develop young players? We don't have that many young players on a team. So is it going to be something that we really go after more? Uh, Bochamp yeah. has to be developed. We have uh, a wide range of I think, two or three more players who are on the bench going back and forth with the G League and all. And so are they going to be developed so that way they can be utilized? Do we have a Caleb Martin on a team that can be developed? I think that's what's missing. If we had Caleb Caleb Martin, I mean, don't get me wrong, Middleton is great. He was hurt this year. Uh, he has some great footwork, that being Chris Middleton. But we need someone who can just go get it and be aggressive and slash to the basket. And so this is going to be really interesting to see how they develop. The other coaching news is Nick Nurse going over to uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know how that's going to bode well with uh, James Harden. Did James Harden approve? Did Joel yeah. Embiid approve that? But I, I'll be interested to see how Philadelphia and also the Bucks go at each other when they play. You have coach assistant coach, now head coach. So, yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see how that really uh, shapes up, whether it's in um, the regular season or the playoffs. So congratulations, Adrian Griffin. We were glad that you're the coach. I'm interested to hear what you have to say in the first uh, press conference here. We need to see some, some things here in the regular season and ultimately the playoffs. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backportstalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backportstalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.